Welcome to the Broadway Show Uncut, the place where we have those conversations with Broadway's biggest stars. Emmy Award winner Sarah Paulson's back on Broadway for the first time in 13 years in the family drama Appropriate, starring alongside Corey Stahl, Elle Fanning, and more. Here's Paul Wontorg's conversation with Sarah. Sarah, it's so good to have you back on the boards. <laughs> I have to. How are you feeling? I feel good. A lot of emotions? I, a lot of emotions. A lot of terror. Good terror. Mm -hmm. Terror that I think can be a nice fire under one's bum. You know, obviously you're an Emmy-winning Hollywood star now, but I like to think of you as a theater girl. I like to think of that. Yes. Too. So I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for you to sign up for something. And why was this the, the right play and the right time? Um, you know, uh, on our first day of rehearsal, I went back to, uh, through my emails and I realized I had been, uh, I'd said yes to this play in uh, September of 2021. Uh, so it's been a very, very long time that I have refused to let uh, this play out of my clutches. Um, I just was blown away by the writing yeah. and I wanted to work with Lila for a very long time. Um, and I just thought if I'm going to do a play, it has to rival something else that I might traditionally, you know, find my time, find myself doing that mm -hmm. would be interesting enough because the commitment is different than doing a film or television sure. piece. Um, I mean, impeachment took 10 months to film, so it's not like I haven't done things that have run for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but it's the rehearsal process and the doing the same piece over and over and over again that I was like, I want it to be something that I feel could be constantly compelling and something where you're constantly needing to work. It's not just um, coming in and trying to do a Xerox copy of what you did the night before. Mm -hmm. And that's really exciting to me. And also exciting to me to do now as the actor I hope I am that I wasn't the last time I was on stage, simply by virtue of the fact that I've gotten to do more things and the more you do the, the better you get and I'm not trying to say I'm good I'm simply saying I have more um, like when a pilot has a certain number of hours flying a plane they are more of an expert sure. in the field of aviation yeah whereas I have more hours under my belt than I did the last time I was on stage yeah. so hopefully that will encourage deeper richer better work hopefully <laughs> yeah, and I want to get on that pilot's plane, and I want to get in the Hayes Theater, and I want to see which I want to see the tools in your box. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this play, appropriate by yeah. Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, uh, a lot of people say it kind of uh, harkens back to classics, and mm -hmm. it sort of has a. I mean, mm -hmm. you've done. I've seen you do Tennessee Williams. You were fantastic in Glass Menagerie on Broadway. Um, I know you love classic plays. Do you do you get that? Does it have sort of a classic um, vibe to it? I know what people mean and I think even some of some people are getting that from Brandon himself has sort of talked about um, mm. the play in that way in terms of what inspired him sure. um, and what were, were some of the sort of uh, motivations behind writing the piece. Um, I think of it really as a family drama by way of a very dark comedy mm. um, or a dark comedy by way of a family drama. Uh, it they really, it threads the needle in this very delicate way. Um, play is wildly funny and very dark uh, in terms of um, the family component. I, I think that it's really interesting to explore relationships inside family units and how uh, wildly different they can be in terms of how you relate to a parent 
uh, each child can sometimes have a very, very different relationship with, with their parents mm -hmm. and how strange that is. And it happens a lot in families and, um, and then what happens to the individual that has this sort of what they determine the more special relationship or the closer or the more strange relationship and then what that does to the, to the, to the three siblings um, at the heart of this play. So. And we're, so we're dealing with um, a family, a white family, a white family. That, that owns a plantation mm -hmm. in the South in the not so distant past. Yes. And uh, the patriarch has died, right? Yes. And you're going to clean the house. That, that classic sort of. Yeah, I mean, we're Tony. I am Tony. Uh, Antoinette is my name. Oh, but you never like Antoinette Perry. Like Antoinette Perry. <laughs> yes. Of the Tony of Awards. Of the Tony Awards. Um, <laughs> Yes, but you never hear her full name in the okay. in the play. She's okay. just Tony with an I. She's part of your deep research. She's part of my yeah. She's part of my <laughs> deep research. She's Tony with an I, not a Y. Okay. Um, but yeah, she is uh, the the eldest sibling, which is you know not nothing for my ego, given that you know I'm the only lady of the three siblings, and I am the eldest. <clears throat> and that's fine. Uh, um, because Corey looks young, everybody looks young, so it's you know. Corey Stahl. Yeah. Corey Corey Stahl looks young, and um, so yeah, so so I play Tony. I do play Tony. And she seems like um, she's had a life, and she's she's. She's had a life and a difficult one in the last years. Uh, in the last two years, leading up to the moment where we meet her in the play, have been incredibly challenging, um, and have created a person who is perhaps um, a little harder to reach mm. than she might have been five years ago. Mm. Um, and she loved her father very much and is very, um, I think, emotionally uh, destabilized by the death of her father. Uh, and then by the circumstances of the weekend where they are getting ready to uh, auction the house off. Right. And a lot of things happen and a lot of things are revealed that, right. that bring up a lot of and she cared for him, I believe, right? Tony and was the primary caregiver. Yeah. So that's the other element of the play in terms of the, the dynamics between the, the siblings is that she was boots on the ground, hospital visits, doctor visits, um, feeding him, caring for him, organizing everything. And, and uh, my other brother, Corey, was basically writing checks from New York City. Right. And uh, I, although he feels like he was doing equal, mm -hmm. equal amount of work, which mm -hmm. for Tony is very upsetting because mm -hmm. It's a very different thing to be on the ground taking care of your your ailing parent than it is to be sitting in a nice office somewhere sending money. Not that that's not, she needs the money too, mm -hmm. but it's more time, yeah. more of Tony's life has been spent caring for other people. Yeah. And no one is really interested in taking care of Tony and that is challenging. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this, is a, this is a story that families deal I with think, all the time. I, I, I so, see yeah. families like this on Judge Judy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah, exactly. It's a very, uh, I think, wildly relatable. Yeah. I think every person in the audience will connect to some person yeah. that is represented yeah. in the and, family unit. Yeah. And a lot of questions come up about dad. And, a lot of questions and, come up yeah. about dad. A lot of things I don't want to reveal because sure. I do think they are um, center around a plot spoiling things mm -hmm. that I do think make the play um, surprising and uh, unex you know, unexpected, yeah. and I want to keep that there. But, but there are questions about um, who this man was mm -hmm. and um, that are very, very challenging for my character because she believes him to be nothing but um, the greatest man who right. ever lived. I think white family owning a plantation Tells in a not-so-distant past yes. sort of sets up Sir, pretty yes, well. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs>
So uh, Broadway, what, is, mm -hmm. what does it mean to see your face on a marquee again on Broadway? Well, to be honest, I've never seen my face on a marquee on Broadway. You, you, this you is the first time. You on the, the uh, MTC marquee? The, I, I the, the, the for Collected Stories, Linda Lavin, I feel like there was a poster okay. out in front <laughs> that was the two of us. <laughs> But the marquee was just the title yeah, the of the play. Yeah, the marquee is a big, big version of your face. Yeah, but That's this <laughs> is a big version, a big thing of my face. Yeah, I've never, I never, I've never seen my big old mug. Can we actually just hold for the sure, uh, sure. Thank you. Somebody needs a reservation. Yeah, <laughs> I want to come in at four, <laughs> if it's possible, the four o'clock. Reservation. I'm going to see a. Se yes, it's a 7:30 curtain, but I need time to digest. This is a one-woman show. I yeah. would watch you she playing this woman. She always comes to Sardis before every show. <laughs> um, my mom worked here, if you can believe it. My mom. Well, I was about to bring that up oh, in a second. Sorry, Hold sorry, on. Oh, I got. Oh, that's uh, in sorry, my. Sorry, I got sorry, to my arsenal. arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've never seen my big fat face on a, um, a marquee ever. This is an well, honor. Congrats. Thank you. It's with it. I guess it tells a story of the road I've traveled. Yeah, since so the last let's, time let's talk about that road because I know you moved to New York when you were a little girl. You grew up mm -hmm. in Florida and then you, you moved here with your mom mm -hmm. after your parents' divorce. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe you have a connection to this place thanks to your mom. I do. My we're mom. at Sardis, we're of at course. Sardis. We're at the classic. Yeah, it's the classic Sardis. Broadway my watering mom. Hole. <laughs> watering hole. <laughs> yeah, my mom uh, moved to New York. I think she was about 27 years old. And uh, I was five, and my sister was three, and we lived in Queens, and my mom was a waitress. My mom was a waitress here at Sardi's. And wow. Yeah. So did you ever... I never came You here. never came no. here, right, no, no. because it was like the, the fancy I mean, job mom... Yeah, mom had a job here. Yeah. Mom was like super hot waitress. She yeah. was like so beautiful. It was really crazy. Wow. I, yeah. Um, as you can tell, I got all my looks from... <laughs> <laughs> Just if you're wondering where this amazing face came from, it's totally from my mom. <laughs> no. So, my mom. but did you ever Sorry, like... Sorry, mom, that this is what came out when... You look gorgeous. Was, oh, thanks. So, but did you ever like walk these streets? Did you ever walk under that theater marquee that your face sure. is now on? Yes. And, I, I mean, we were driving up and we pulled up and I was like, oh my God, my face. Oh my God, this is Sardis? Wow. It's, yeah. You know. It's crazy. I'm never not going to be a person for whom this is right. wild and cool and a dream come true. I'm just also a person who has to actually do the job. So I need to sort of separate the outrageous, psychotic insanity of my face being there. I don't know what, to sell a ticket, to let everyone know I'm here. It just is enough to make me need like some, a lot of Pepto-Bismol. And so I'm just trying to just to focus to on the, I don't know, is it going to be Imodium? What's it going to be? I mean, are we going to go there? I don't know. Elle Fanning and I have been talking a lot about like since we decided, since she came on board to do the play, because uh, we're doing a movie together next yeah. year. And so we, we had become friendly and then we were just talking about like what was going to, what was, what was it really going to be like for us? Because I think Corey's been on stage more recently. So was yeah. Michael. Um, so it, I, I, we're just a little like, what's going to happen? Are we going to be like clutching each other in the wings, wearing diapers? We don't know. I love that. I love that image. Sorry. I mean, yeah. <laughs> do you? Do you love that image? It's like, <laughs> But I love that you, you, you are always that girl. Mm. And you're, you're that little girl that was trying to get in the Annie movie. I remember I you told me years ago. I wanted to be in the Annie ago. movie. I wanted to be on television. I wanted to be in movies. I wanted to be on Broadway. And like, yeah. Those things have happened, and here it is happening, and it's very exciting. But I have to kind of do an interesting compartmentalization. I understand. To, to just like, yes. you know. Well, it's, you're the star and the fan. 
And that is a, a very uh, wild thing to sort of, the incongruity of that is a little like, yes. how to. But I think it's yeah. what makes you very appealing to the many people that love you. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm just showing up here as me. Did your time uh, during COVID and during the actor strike that just ended, yes. um, has it refocused you in any way? Have the, the last three or four years? Um, you know, this is, uh, COVID was such a, and you know, by the way, it's still happening, everyone. I don't know if you know. Right. People still get it and yeah, it's still- Yeah, people talk people, like it's over. People act like it's over and it's yeah. actually, we're just living in a world post COVID in terms of the immediacy of the, made it more confusing. Of the, it more confusing. But like, I, I mean like a post, <laughs> Pandemic. We're in the endemic stage yes, of the correct, yes. of the crisis. Yes. Um, but you know, it was really hard, and it was. But it was also the first time in about a decade that I had a sort of forced stoppage of my working life, which was uncomfortable, but also sort of like okay. And I was one of the wildly lucky people who knew that I had a job that was not gonna go, a lot of people's jobs just went away. Right. Um, and I was doing, I was getting ready to start impeachment and I knew yeah. that they were not gonna not make it. So yeah. um, I kind of took the time to just do my research and my work to get ready to do, um, to yeah. play Linda Tripp. Um, <clears throat> so it, it, in terms of a refocusing, it, I think if anything, because it's around the time when I said yes to the play, it made it very clear to me the kind of work I would like to pursue. Um, granted, I also would like to make a living and it is hard to do that mm -hmm. uh, on the stage singularly, um, which is very depressing because it's some of where I think most actors feel like they are doing the work that means the most to them. Um, and I never feel more capable of, of acting in something than when I'm done with a play in terms of like, you were talking about like a very finely tuned car that's been, it's not to use the airplane analogy again, but you know, the planes yeah. like to fly. They like to be in the air, the more you do. So it's like, as a actor, as plane analogy that I'm going with it, you are as warm as you could be. Your, your vehicle, your vessel is as ready to go. So mm -hmm. um, I'm, I, wish, I wish you could make a living uh, and a robust one doing nothing but theater, because I think it would make me very, very happy. Uh, and make me feel um, very connected to the the very the, the original germ of why I wanted to do this in the first place. Because uh, sometimes I think it's hard to hold on to that when you're spending a lot of time like sitting in a hair and makeup trailer or waiting in your yeah. own trailer or waiting in a little tent to go to you know you're in this. I always feel like I'm at a, I'm a horse waiting for them to you know open the gates so you can start running and you're constantly like right. running and then they're like oh okay we lost the light everybody just and you're like Jesus like I can't I'm really into these metaphors of like. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> this is me as a horse. I don't know if that's a good horse. This is me. I'm a galloping horse and I'm ready to run. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Ready to run on Broadway. Ready to run on Broadway. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so so do, is this what we can look forward to? Just like a, a, a constant career of blending you know, I would your like love very much to, you know, it has been a very, very long time since I've been on stage. Yeah. It's been 13 years since I've been on Broadway, 10 years since I've been on stage. And I have missed it. I had not seen a place in my world at, in the last 10 years where it would be possible. American Horror Story kept me busy for a very long time. Uh, other Ryan Murphy things, other things too, um, that when I would have a break from it, I could do one or two things and committing to a theater, um, making a theater commitment was really hard. I don't know that that's the case anymore. And so we'll see. I'm excited to see what 
what's in store. I don't know. Me I'm too. Me I'm too. excited to be in the audience cheering for you. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week. Until next time, I'm Tamsin Fidel. This is the Broadway show Uncut. <laughs>